Hello and welcome to a new episode of Football is Life and Sometimes Death. I'm Andy and um, today we have a very uh, great surprise. We are actually have the boys. Uh, we have Noah, Taylor, Austin to join me on this episode of Football is Life. They are the people that you guys heard about, talking to them, texting them, uh, bragging, and um, all the trash talk that we you guys heard about. It's Those are the boys that you heard about them. So welcome, Taylor, Austin, Noah. And uh, I think this is going to be an interesting and very fun episode, especially there's two Manchester United fans, one poor Tottenham fan and <laughs> one proud Newcastle fan. And I can't wait to talk about that because it's going to be fun. <laughs> I'm glad <laughs> right, you guys, guys all had a great weekend. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, we, we, we won a game in a penalty kick. We didn't, we didn't miss one penalty. We won, it's but true. it was stressful. And we didn't miss. And we didn't. It was stressful. It was and we didn't miss one be. penalty. That's that's the that's the proud moment. We scored the seven out of seven, which is amazing to me to Manchester United to do that in shootouts. That's true. So let's let's start with talking about that mm-hmm. uh, the part that we don't want to talk about. <laughs> let's start talking about Orlando City mm. and their abysmal game. Actually, I think it wasn't that bad, Bismol. It was more of, I don't know. I felt, as usual, pro referee uh, is the one who impacting the game, and they became the highlight of the game. What do you think, guys? Who want to go first? No, you don't need to crowd. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, I, I see you. Is the referee situation... Yeah, is is the referee situation, is it just Orlando City fans that are mad about referees in the MLS? Or is this a league-wide I think it's a, I think it's a, that's a good point. I think it's a league-wide problem because uh, you guys remember our conversation mm-hmm. in the World Cup when Ishmael was the referee in the World Cup mm-hmm. and all the issues that he did and all the challenges that we saw. So I don't know. What do you think, Taylor? I see you shaking your head. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I definitely feel like I feel it more as an Orlando City fan. Uh, I feel like every game, it's it's definitely there. Um, but I have noticed all throughout the league that the refing has been it's rough. Um, even with VAR, you think that would help a lot, but it, it doesn't seem to be helping. The times you think that they would actually review it, they don't review it. It's it's very confusing when you're watching a game of what's happening. Yeah, I say, I think that's a good point also. And I think if I'm not um if I'm not wrong, uh I think that VAR doesn't have doesn't have that much of um uh uh, uh the angles that in the regular international games that we see uh, because Austin, we were point. talking about that at the game when the uh, the penalty, I think it's penalty, when Antonio Carlos got hit, then Maguire got hit on the sideline. That was a, po- a moment when I was saying, where is the VAR? And the replay was on the screen. It didn't show anything because the angle was really bad. So I don't know. What do you think, Austin? Yeah, I mean, exactly. You're right. I mean, it, it's unfortunate that we don't get to see everything they see. Um, it's, you know, not just all public domain uh, in some way, which can be frustrating. Um, and then the other side of it is, it seems like even with the VAR, which is helpful, uh, not as helpful as we'd like, I think, um, the lack of inconsistency across the field is just, that's what gets frustrating. And we're not the first people to talk about it. But it's fine if a ref wants to call a lot or call a little, but man, it, <laughs> when it's not uh, consistent mm-hmm. across what seems like uh, both teams across the field, um, that's when it can be pretty frustrating for for fans and players, I think. Yeah. yeah, I'm all for going into a game and knowing, hey, this can be very physical and the ref's just not going to call it. As long as he does that throughout the whole game, totally okay with that. Or if you know going into the game, he's going to call every little 
knick-knacky, tic-tacky thing. As long as it stays that way the whole game, I'm okay with it. But it's when they fluctuate from team to team and even first half to second half, I, I, that's when it, just things get frustrating. And that referee in that game. Yeah, just, Go ahead, sorry. I was just going to say, it, you know, it might just be a personal thought here, but it seems like at this point the amount of pressure that's being put on these refs and, and people trying to get more into that that world um it seems often in conversation we're seeing what seems like refs like trying to make up for things like the game's starting to spiral out of control so now they're even making crazier choices or decisions to now control it um i don't know what's going on in their head or i haven't been in those conversations where you got three or four refs saying oh man i didn't know what i was going to do um but it almost seems like as soon as one thing goes sideways they just get crazier mm-hmm. in their calls which it's like is this outside pressures how how do we prepare them better for for the stage and being able to can stay consistent um and fair is i don't have that answer but it seems like it's a problem and you, you uh, to your point in the game in the beginning of the game me and you were sitting next to each other and we said yeah he was okay he was uh, not calling everything he was very consistent and then the game starts to spiral out of control, and this is when everything went down. Um, weird cards, weird calls, fouls. It doesn't look a foul. Became a foul, but in the other side, the same exact play. You, he doesn't call it. So I was, uh, where's the, where's your neutral line? Where is you yeah. when you say yeah. here is the, this is we're gonna take the average. We didn't see the average. So beyond the the, the whole thing of the referees mm-hmm. and pro uh, being the highlight, oh boy, let's talk a little bit about the formation. <laughs> yeah, I have a question. Do any of you guys like the back three? Because I am not a fan of that. I am actually a fan of back three, but not the those three. Mm-hmm. So, because we, uh, my point is, when you back, play back three, you need a center back, uh, a real center back. It's not a uh, rotation uh, by location uh, style. Not the one playing on the side become a, uh, the the left back, and the other one became the libero or center back, and the other one. Uh, this is they are not set up in the in the traditional three in the back. So I in this this situation I have a problem, but I think how we are designing the middle and the front, I think three five two could be a great uh, formation or three four three. But having Schlegel, Jansen, and Antonio Carlos, I have a major problem. I don't. I I think I I was so happy that they can't play the three, but what I saw that they don't know who's the real center back that control the side. So, for example, Egypt played most of my life 3-5-2. Since mm-hmm. I was born, up to Mo Salah became Mo Salah, we played 3-5-2. And when we playing a very strong offensive team, we always go to 3-5-2. So, 3-5-2 is our bread and butter. But how we play three five two all these years is we have a left back, right back, and a center back, and they are not doing the rotation that I am covering this side, so I will think to go to the other side and cover the left side because I, the other guy in the right side. The key thing of playing as a center back that you are the loudest player in the field. You have to yell curse and do everything in the field to get the attention of the two backs so they can play and cover and you are the lost one you're the lost hope and you are the one who's covering what happened is we play very linear we are playing on the same line and one through pass your whole defense is out of service Was that you in high school, Taylor? As the center yeah. back, swearing and cursing. <laughs> yeah, that, that's my that was my role for sure. <laughs> so we start. Yeah, I agree with Andy. I oh. mean, the three, you know, the three back has its place with the right people uh, against the right opponent. But 
that clearly was not the right people and not the right opponent. And so, you know, I have to agree with Andy on this one. It, it felt like there was a lack of tenacity back there, almost a confusion of who was going to, who was going to step and who was going to drop. And when, when you've got big choices to make like that against a team that was pushing those through balls, you don't have time to be second guessing who's going to step where. So it was clearly an issue in my opinion. And I will say when uh, Oscar in the second half, when he pulled Schlegel and put Santos, uh, Rafael Santos, it was good. It will, it worked perfectly because Santos, no, he's going to be stick onto the left side and he going to go there. I don't know, to be honest at that moment, are we playing four, four, two, or we, st we still three in the back because he didn't change, um, Uh, Gaston from the other side. Uh, so I don't. Sorry, I didn't remove Angulo from the other side. So honestly, I didn't understand what he's doing because he also kept Gaston in front of Santos. So I was. That's when I lose my understanding of what Oscar's play doing in the in the field because something I've been saying for a while back to the formation, playing Ojeda and. Uh, Playing Ojeda and Mauricio Pereira and Torres is not working. It's not mm -hmm. working. They play in front of each other. They stepping on each other. And what we were, me and Austin were talking about in the game, Facundo Torres, he's playing very uh, delicate soccer. Mm -hmm. He doesn't run. He doesn't tackle. And his whole heart that we saw in the last season is out of the window yeah exactly that's that's exactly what we were going through it's just it's so clear watching that last season where it felt like he had something to prove it felt like there was a there was a heart on the field that the rest of the team could almost get behind that he was making plays when when there was a lack of that happening and we're just not seeing that from him right now um i mean there's a lot of reasons we could debate on why um Yeah, Andy and I said it, it looks like he's playing safe. He doesn't want to get hurt. Um, he's got a spot on the field. And until he does something poorly, he's probably safe for a while. And so, yeah, it's, it's pretty hard to watch him next to McGuire, who's coming straight out of college, that passion that we see from college players playing next to each other. Um, yeah, there seems like a real lack of, of try hard and desire yeah. <laughs> from one of them and the other ones. As Taylor uh, will say, leaving it all uh, on the field. Maguire is my baby. <laughs> uh, yeah, I will say Orlando City does know how to draft well. They they can draft strikers really well. Um, but yeah, I'll agree. I'd, I'd say in general, I feel like the whole team is missing a lot of heart. I feel like I yep. everybody kind of mm -hmm. seems like they're kind of just floating out there. Most of the game, like I rarely even notice Perea or even Ojeda out there. I feel like they kind of just blend in. They don't really stand out. Um, yeah, I just, I just don't like where he even has players. Um, Perea, he's even kind of playing more of as a defensive mid, which I think he is mm -hmm. terrible there. I feel like we're really missing Junior Urso um, kind of in that mm -hmm. defensive mid next to Arujo yep. in the back. and we're kind of leaving Arujo by himself in front of that back three, and we're just getting torn to pieces. I will say, DC United had a really good game. They did play really well, so I'll give credit to them because uh, they played well. I mean, uh, the chances that they took, they finished, and I know, Noah, hopefully you haven't turned to DC. I know you live in the area now, oh, yeah. so ho hopefully especially you're not switching they, sides on us. Especially they are coached by Wayne Rooney, well, too, so it's uh, the tri trifecta there. Yeah. I named a, <laughs> I named my dog after Rooney, uh, Wayne Rooney, so it was it was tempting. But yeah, I I thought I would get more into DC United when I moved up here, but I it's like root for DC United in isolation, or root for Orlando City with community, and I think it it comes down to who you're watching it with. So. Love that Wayne Rooney's there when they're not playing Orlando City. I definitely want to root for the local team, but um, the sticker on my truck is still an Orlando City sticker. So that has not been <laughs> saying all the right stuff to stay on the podcast. Yeah. So okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, let me let me ask a question to the group. Um, since we have Taylor, who is a coach, actually, that's a side note, a sidebar. Co 
Taylor actually coach uh, uh, high schoolers. He's a coach Taylor. Uh, so not, not quite the same to, level, but <laughs> uh, one day. Uh, um, let me ask you guys if you are Oscar Prayer. Uh, actually, I will ask two questions. Uh, first, what do you think? Uh, we sh how we should play? What's your lineup? What's your starter lineup you would like to play? Second question, and this is the big one. Um, do you think uh, Oscar is going to survive to be a coach for longer? So, Noah, go. <laughs> Hot seat. Let's hear it. Oh. oh, guys, I have not watched an Orlando City game this season. Um, so I, I'm probably not the right, the right person to start with. I have a lot to contribute okay. to the later sections. So, I like the honesty. Yeah, no bull. <laughs> just remember, guys, he said that he is a, a, a still Orlando City fan, okay? Just just, just a side of it, mean, okay? It's like, okay. It's like what? <laughs> it, if it's right. on, who, who are you rooting for? I have a whole rant, rant about MLS, but this is not the right <laughs> I can't time. wait to hear <laughs> Okay, uh, Taylor. Um, I mean, first off, for Orlando City, I feel like we need four in the back. Um, with with the with the personnel that we have and the style that we're playing, um, I think Janssen and Carlos. I mean, Schlegel, yes, he's had his moments, and I feel like he is good, but his consistency for me just isn't there. Um, yep. but so I love them. Um, I kind of. The left and right back, I feel like this season we, I mean, we lost Matinho and Ruan last year. So we've definitely been, had a, had a lighter left and right back rotation. Um, but so there's, there's a few people that can jump in there. Um, like Petrasso, Santos, um, Kyle Smith. I feel like we haven't seen Kyle Smith really at all this year. Um, and so I'd love to see a little bit more Kyle Smith coming in there. I'd love to see. Um, left back, I really don't know. I've kind of, I haven't seen really anybody prove it quite yet. Mikey. Um, yeah, he doesn't say possibly Mikey. Uh, once again, he kind of started off the first one game, two, first or second game, but really it since then hasn't been there. Um, Mikey, I think Mikey's problem that he's a very good player, uh, to the front and his problem yeah. is who got to cover behind him. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, midfield, uh, I love, um, I mean, I love Arujo as a defensive mid. Um, I prefer to have Perea as a attacking mid to um, Ojeda. I just feel like Perea has proven himself over the last two years of the, that number 10 role of really attacking well. Um, Ojeda, I, I know he's got potential. I just haven't seen him do a whole lot yet. Um, and so I, I'd kind of want him in there maybe, maybe to – be with Perea, but I haven't seen them work well together yet, so I have a hard time putting them next to each other. Um, I mean, I love, once again, just out of consistency and how they're showing up this year, Maguire up top. Um, I feel like Enrique has shown sparks of good life, but not amazing. And Kara, and he's just dropped off. So I kind of, I'm fine with, I see Oscar Perea kind of benching him a lot more. Um, once again, Facundo, I think on the right could be good, but he once again, I hope he can just get his just get his fire back. Um, and I'd probably put Angulo on the other side right now. Austin, you're not even going to say if you agree with all of those. I'm gonna, those fun uh, pieces I, I, of the puzzle. I'm actually going to say in the end my opinion. Uh, yeah, the same. Okay. Well, you know, we can hear everybody's. Fair enough. We don't Fair want to spend too much time on that. There's a lot to talk about. Yeah, <laughs> we have we we have yeah. more <laughs> to talk about. All right. Well, uh, I don't coach like Taylor, so I don't have quite as much of, of an opinion about every single player on the team. But 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 I'll put my two cents in here, um, and I agree with most of that. Um, yeah, I would agree with uh, the back three thing. Uh, it just isn't working out. I'd, I'd drop that um, unless we had some huge changes to personnel moving forward. Um, I actually like Schlegel on the field. I don't always like his decisions, um, but you can't fault him for showing up and trying really freaking hard. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to run his little his little head off, and it, and he's going to yell, and he's going to scream. and he, So there, 
you know, he's got passion and heart. And unfortunately, we don't have a whole lot of that, it seems like at the moment. True. So um, I, I'm keeping him around until he makes too many big mistakes. Um, and then Torres, I know we gave him a hard time. Um, he seems to be dropped off a little bit, lost some passion. Not sure exactly what's going on. Um, but you can't argue the dude's just stinking talented. He's just really good. You put the ball at his feet and he usually makes people look silly. Um, the problem is you got to put the ball at his feet right now. He's not going to go get it. Um, he's not going into 50 fifties. He's not really taking it from anyone, but I don't know if you guys saw the last game. There were, uh, three or four moments where he just did something pretty, just something that not a lot of players do well. He was composed. He put the ball where it needed to be. There were a couple opportunities on crosses that were just, just barely missed the mark. Um, and so, so I'm keeping him around yep. for that, that alone. I hope, I hope his passion comes back. Um, but I think with, with McGuire and, and that heart and passion there, um, I think they could be a pretty magical pair, uh, if they continue to play together. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm leaving McGuire up top. He's shown up with energy. Like I said, I think coming from that college world where you're, you're passionate about the team you play for and, and kind of the, the brothers that you you're in it with, um, I, I'm excited about that. I would love to see a little bit more of that on on the team uh, moving forward. Um, and then he's been finishing, yeah. and and we need that. And so those are two reasons that that I'm keeping him right where he's at. Uh, the middle of the field seems uh, decent. Um, I, I agree with Taylor. I think uh, Mauricio needs to move forward a little bit. Um, I'd like to see if he's going to have that C on on his arm that he brings a little bit more um, excitement, a little bit more. Um, Andy and I were talking about this in the bleachers. It's just, um, he's composed and he's relatively collected most of the time, um, which is good, but it, it's just not doing the job as a captain. Um, th- they need something to fire, fire up the team. And, um, I'm not sure how he's going to do that. So yeah, those are the kind of pieces that I see at the moment. Okay. I think I, I was very, uh, supportive of the idea of playing 3-5-2. I don't think after the last two games we should do the, do it anymore because it's really um, lacking of training and I think uh, what I was telling Austin in the game that we have a problem in the preseason that we didn't, pre- I don't think they prepare for 3-5-2. They didn't have an idea, one, uh, one exact idea to decide which way they want to go. So I think we should re- go back to the idea to play uh, two in the back. And I will say I, w- I actually was Austin to play Schlegel and Jansen because they are the one who finished the last season Agreed. together. They know you have Antonio Carlos who put fire underneath him and he going to go and do well. And Antonio Carlos, uh, from... Um, from the passion perspective, he gets rowdy sometime that can cause you some unforced error. So that's why I am worried about him in that spot for now until he get his head together. Now, as as Taylor said, uh, it's going to be challenging on our backs. Who are we going to play uh, in both sides? I think um, I will play Kyle and Mikey for one reason because that can switch the back from 3-5-2 with Kyle going back and cover. And you can put in this moment, in front of Kyle, you can put uh, Gaston, which, who I think he is getting better. He just needs minutes. Uh, don't forget he had uh, a <laughs> tour ACL last season, and the whole season he was sitting, and now he's back. Uh, in the midfield... Here is the kicker. We're actually going to play Felipe Martins and, uh, and, sorry, and uh, Aruhu. And in front of them, I will play Ojeda and Torres. I will bench Mauricio Pereira because I think Mauricio need to set, watch. Uh, this is going to be challenging to what Austin said. We don't have a captain that put the fire under the player. I wish we have Nani, and this is not going to be repeated. <laughs> I wish I ha- we still have Nani, just because Nani is a leader figure who go yell and push the players to do everything. And I will definitely want Maguire. The only thing that I may change, actually, 
and all of you are gonna laugh and make fun of me. Even I'm a goalkeeper. Don't say it. <laughs> ben- Don't say it. There he goes. We knew it was coming. Benching Galissi. I would. Oh. I would bench Galissi. Oh yeah, I would bench Galissi for a couple of games. He is not focused today. Last game, uh, goal and a half is his mistake. The game before that, there was a goal. His mistake. His mistake. He saves, but he lows. Comf- he lost his brightness. That's my point. Last question we talked about. I will. I would love to hear your opinions, Oscar. How far he will stay with the team? I think if we had too many ugly losses like today, lost this week, I think, I think if we lose to Miami in a couple of weeks, he's gonna be out. Because we'll get there, but I have to hop in on Galese for one second. Okay. And that I totally agree. He's lost a little bit of something, but it's not enough for me to to put him on the sidelines. Maybe send him to bed without dinner, just something to get his attention. But he's too good of a keeper, in my opinion, to, to get him to get him out of here. But that that's all I have to say on it. Let's talk. Let's talk, coach. <laughs> okay. Uh, what do you think? Since you were talking, Austin. Fair enough. Yeah, I opened my mouth. I should have to keep talking. Oh, yeah. So, um, you know, you know, I I don't think he's doing a horrible job. Uh, clearly we've, we've done things well since he's been around. Um, we kind of talked about this a little bit again, sitting in the bleachers there. Um, uh, he's not doing that extra piece and I, I don't know exactly what that's going to be. It seems he's become comfortable and cautious. Um, and we know that about him, how he likes to yep. play. Um, but at some point that cautious style, um, it, it can't continue forever that way. So yep. I think he's got to shake something up and, and show some results. Um, he's got to get a captain doing something. He's got to get a team with some passion. Um, otherwise, yeah, it, it could uh, it could be time to see someone else stepping in. Um, but overall, I'm not super upset with him. Often confused, <laughs> not super upset. If he can stop doing substitution in the 70th minute, that would be awesome. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, I'd agree. I'd say I for sure give him through the end of the year. I wouldn't. I nothing I hate more than a mid-season switch, unless it's just like complete tanking. You know, like uh, you lose six-one to like a Newcastle or something. Um, just yeah, examples. just as an yeah. example. Then I'd say okay, that's fine. You can sack him. But I'd say give him through the end of the year. I think if we either don't make it in the playoffs or can't get a playoff win, then yeah, I'd probably start thinking about replacing him because i'm like he's been consistent we're getting the playoffs every year but we can never we never do anything in the playoffs it's just we're stagnant we're always that barely get in and then do nothing um the only playoff we win is because of your man schlegel there coming in clutch with the pk save um that's that's the only thing we have to our name right now is that one save is that one and fyi that day he walked to the locker giving up on the team just just Justify. Yeah. So I say definitely no need to pull any alarms right now. Say give him through the end of the season. Let him finish it out well. And if I'd say then then you can figure out where what you want to do going. But I yeah am sometimes confused by him and his his uh his subbing, um his style, kind of the decisions he's making. The one thing that I just don't understand is his lack of consistency in the starting lineup. Every week yep. it feels like he's changing out three, four, five players. And not because of injuries or suspensions, just he's like, oh, I'm going to try something new. I'm going to try something new. And it's, I feel like Orlando City has always lacked that consistent factor of we know yep. who our starting 11 are, or at least 10 of the 11 is pretty consistent. But right now it's like maybe six or seven people are consistent. That's just not enough. And since you mentioned uh, your favorite team, we're going to switch to the Tottenham. Since you mentioned, <laughs> what's going on over there, Tyler? <laughs> what just, just happened chaos. yesterday? 6-1 <laughs> and five goals, four goals in 20 minutes. Actually, they had three goals in th- nine minutes. They had three goals so in goal nine every- minutes. Yeah, three goals wow. in e- a goal every three minutes. 
Yeah, I seriously and thought I was talking when I was watching it. <laughs> and you were talking about changing personnel. You fired uh, Levy, and you fired your coach. I sort of. Yeah. Wait, is Levy? Yeah, coach? yeah I thought, I thought they, like they fired Conte, and then they just fired their interim coach. Which Conte basically yeah. said when he Please came fire out, me yeah, with his he with came his out against press. all the players, yeah, came out bad. But when you're firing but, the interim coach, <laughs> but a question: yeah. Do you do you blame Conte to come out what he said? No, I mean I could say like, yeah, what what Conte is saying about the team is there's it feel from our perspective. Obviously, he has a much better perspective of with the players. Um, but it just doesn't feel like the players really care. Like a lot of them just seem like they're kind of walking around out there. I mean, definitely in this last game, you could tell they gave up pretty yeah. quickly. Um, even after the first goal, they were already defeated. And it seemed like there was very little fire in them to even try to get back into it. Um, and, and so it just I, feels I, like I, they're very disjointed on the pitch. It feels like they're all over the place. Nobody's nobody's really connecting well. It seems like a bunch of individuals trying to all take it to themselves and trying to do it all by themselves. And I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I was about to add that it was weird that Stellini, in a, first, in a game that, that was that magnitude, he was playing 4-4-2 that they never played in, the, in a long time. And in that game, so poor, uh, uh, so, uh, poor uh, what's his name, Poro, or sorry, Sar, Sar, Sar. He's trying oh, to, uh, yeah. He was supposed to be overlapping uh, on the side, and he was not doing. And all the goals coming from this side, and it was so bad. Then you putting Loris, who didn't play for how how long in that big of a game, and poor him. Any ball was shot in him. If I went and shot a ball in front of him, he I will score. That's how bad oh, it was. Yeah. So, no, that was the right benching. For them to bench him at halftime was definitely the best call. <laughs> and benching Saar, too, in the first 10 yeah. and 15 minutes, that was, uh, you finally realize you made a mistake? <laughs> <laughs> right. Some of it, though, I do wonder with those players, because they were so successful, well, at least the core, at least their stars were so successful mm-hmm. under Pochettino, and they had a, but then they just went to a very different style of manager. Like Jose Mourinho is just like right. burn it down when he leaves, and Conte is the same way. So they've had two managers that are like highly, highly effective, but when they're not, they're highly dysfunctional. And so these these guys are, have been, had like back to back just been ripped to shreds as their managers leave. Uh, and and maybe what they said was right, but I I still think there's right. class as managers, and there was a way to exit that situation without um without behaving like that. But I do wonder if the players are just yeah. so beat down right now that they they can't rise above it mentally until somebody's like the arm around the shoulder kind of manager comes in. So maybe that's <laughs> they're mentally weak. They can't they can't take the Mourinho managers, but I. I do think no, they've had a hard run. Of right. It well, the, the fact that they seasons. literally keep changing their coaches halfway through the season. It's just like they have no, yeah. they have no consistency. Twice, no. And so I'm like, I understand where they're, they're probably confused tactically. Even like, what in the world are we doing? We're a different team every week. Like, who are we? They're probably even trying to figure out who they are. It's all, it's amazing to me that yeah. in the start of the season, we were talking about that Arsenal maybe going to be good. Manchester City, it's a done deal. Then they were talking about Liverpool, Chelsea, uh, <laughs> Menu, how they're going to be uh, competing for the title. Well, <laughs> uh, Menu got, hit, we got our way back finally, thankfully. Uh, we got the cancer out and we were doing well now. Um, but Chelsea, poor Chelsea, uh, they are thinking about uh, uh, they went and got Lumber. Yeah, lumber again. I feel Lumber has become the rotating door for them. And unfortunately, I don't think Lumber will ever get a good coaching opportunity in the Premier yeah. League. He's done. He he has to go. Yeah, he needs to yep. like, rebuild uh, in the yeah, championship or something. Uh, coach yeah. Rexham. 
<laughs> Which, can I just can I, can I just say a quick word on Wrexham of how amazing was there? I don't oh, know yeah. if you guys watched or saw that, but oh. when they came out and they won that, well, won the game against Notts County like two weeks ago, where yes. they pulled out that win and had that PK save in the 98th minute was amazing. And then just to see them so excited winning the National League uh, this weekend was just, that was the highlight of my weekend because the other, the other games I watched were really sad. So, but Wrexham <laughs> winning the league was a very big highlight. So really quick. Yeah. If they make it to the Premier League. Oh yeah. I think American they're already League. one of the most popular teams in America. <laughs> they they're on ESPN yeah. regularly, and they, and they are and so they are far. They're going to play Manchester United in LA. They are having oh, yeah. a friendly game in the LA for them. Wow. Going to play uh, Wrexham and Manchester United. And the funny thing that uh, they they bought the the club for twenty five million dollars. That's it, the whole club. Mm-hmm. And they, in the matter of a year, they got two sponsor, Expedia and TikTok for uh, like $250 million. So this oh, is yeah. how they va- the value jump in matter of year. Anyway, right. so... Well, I know let's I've even had some people be like, so they're going to the Premier League, right? Like they're in the top league now, right? And I'm like, no, no not quite. But, <laughs> but my, wife, my wife is happy because she gets to see, uh, you know, Blake Lively is being Ryan Reynolds' uh, wife. So she just oh, likes okay. that, he, that she's involved in all this. <laughs> Three years, <laughs> three years, and they're gonna be in APL. I have a feeling. I sure it's hope be so. One of, That'd be a sign. Uh, Honestly, if I was a millionaire, that's exactly what I'd want to do with my money. Like, do something oh, yeah. creative and fun. And the, well, I'm seeing how they're, they're making. And the funny thing they they have no they're clue. making the right steps. Uh, yeah, that, exactly. Yeah, and they have no clue what's football, and you can hear them. They are like Ted Lasso. Going to the first game on soccer. It was amazing. <laughs> so uh, it's very we're running out of time. Let's talk about the lovely game that's gonna be on Wednesday. Arsenal mm. and Manchester City. Uh that game Ooh. is literally is the one that gotta say EPL who's the winner. Uh there is a six uh five points difference, but Manchester City has two games in hand. So Arsenal need to win the game to go uh, to keep uh, themselves on the top of the league. Any other um, any other result, it's gonna mean that Manchester City has the control of the league. Uh, also, we have the we have we have a couple of small games. Uh, yeah, like Manchester United are gonna beat Tottenham. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's I it. Sliding in, sliding in, in talking about Tottenham. Talking about Tottenham. I, you know, you invited him here for probably one reason. Right. Oh, you know, and we, talk, we talked about one. Uh, there was one team that was pretty be- played poorly yeah. this week, but one team that played really well. And I want to make yeah. sure we just right. noticed, you know, that uh, okay, the Magpies did show up fairly well. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm just kidding, but but it was pretty incredible. They, you know be able to watch uh you've been watching them for a long time we've had a rough road and so to watch games like that where um it really came together for them um you looked at touches you looked at finishes and things that just on one end of the field everything came together beautifully and the other side it was a dumpster fire (laughs) so from someone who wears the black and white it was a beautiful day for me uh very little stress i don't know what you guys are talking about this week but um I, I did had to toot the yeah. horn over here. Well, a little I'm bit. glad I could help contribute yeah. uh, to well, your the happy week. <laughs> okay, thanks. Well, and Austin, talking about clubs that make all the right moves, I would say Newcastle oh, United yeah. is making all the right moves, like investing in center backs over high flying wingers. They've they've really and, yeah. That. I was thinking about that this week that the, the similarities that we just brought up Wrexham, you know, and bringing in money and making choices and moves and things like that. And I was like, hey, well, you know, this isn't that different. Um, we're clearly jealous, um, of the looks of where our money is coming from. I have nothing against, uh, who's, who's putting money into, um, uh, Newcastle, but I wish that they could be as handsome as the superstars, uh, for Wrexham. But you know, that's, that's a high, a high bill to, to ask your, (laughs) your money to also be the most attractive, uh, humans in the world. So that's okay. And, uh, we'll take the money. And Newcastle has the money. 
You should see the Glazers, by the way. But uh, let's 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 be clear. Uh, uh, Newcastle has the money. Newcastle is sponsored by uh, the uh, Saudi funds. They have the money. They don't yep. care. And don't yep. for, I, I, nothing trashing to Newcastle and what they achieve. But Newcastle mid-season lost here. They were about to relegate. Just be clear here mm-hmm. how they turn the table and where they are. Um, where they are right now. And what's his face? Uh, your coach. Um, yeah, Eddie Howe. Eddie Howe. How, how he changed the culture in the team. The last thing about Newcastle was Michael Owen. Hey, mm. <laughs> the last thing that we heard yeah. how good they were. Uh, that's when they were Michael Owen and Michael Owen went to Real Madrid after that. But anyway, so quick shout. Um, your prediction to the top five uh, of the league. Who going to win the league? Who gonna be qualified to uh, mm. Champions League, and where? Who gonna go to the Europa Cup? And whoever go first, want to go first, go first. And this will also mean uh, your prediction for Arsenal, Man City, this week. What's so what the, do you think? Who, first, what again? do you think? Who uh, who can win the game? <laughs> sorry, the score of Man City and uh, and Arsenal this week. Who in the and the standing, the final standing, which mean how they gonna qualify to the European? Yeah. Um, I can go. I I will predict what. I want to happen. So I do. This one's been really tough because I, I don't know what it is. I don't know if you guys are the same, but I love to see Arsenal like start to get hope, like somewhere around (laughs) January and February and then just deflate (laughs) over March. And because I think it's because sometimes they've won games that are just mid season games, but then they celebrate with champagne in their locker rooms. And I don't know what that is about the culture, but I so I generally like to see Arsenal kind of choke near the end of the season, but I I I do think Arteta has done some amazing things with that club, and he I think he's done enough to deserve um, getting getting the trophy this year. I think that Arsenal is stuttering; they're mentally fragile, but they do have some. They can dig deep this season, and they've not been that club before, but you've seen them. like They've been down before, and they come back. Even uh, the last game when they came back 3-3, uh, to, to tie at 3-3, it was kind of deflating because they didn't win it, but they still showed a ton of heart to get back. So I'm, I'm going to back Arsenal's just heart and how much they want it and how close they are to uh, like this immovable force that is City. I think, I think Arsenal's going to win and then win the league. And so the city city gonna be second. Who you think gonna be third? Yeah. Hmm, that's a good question. Um my our heart I, is somewhere I but... think <laughs> it's hard to separate heart. I I mean I guess if I was just going in my head, Newcastle has less going on schedule wise than United. So they they can just focus on their table position. So they they might get third. And honestly, if we get fourth, I I don't yeah, think so. The final split. You were just saying that uh, Newcastle's really good. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what you're trying to say? They're just talented. Just, just a, well, well, they they have an easier run because they're out of every other trophy besides the Premier League. So take and, it how you're. I appreciate the clarity. And, and, and also, don't get in, yeah. enjoy, enjoy it where it lasts. Okay, enjoy it where it lasts. Yep. <laughs> so who's gonna be the fifth? That's gonna be interesting. One. Uh, I I do think I don't know. Brighton Brighton is hard to bet against right now because they are playing so well. It, I mean, in a matchup between Tottenham and Brighton, I I oh. sorry Taylor. I mean, with the way to, we're I'd playing right Brighton now, top I would Brighton part. too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who wants to go next? Yeah, yeah, I'll hop in there. Um, 
Yeah, I'll mainly hit you with the top three, I guess, here. I think Man City's going to take that win. Um, uh, and then looking at the the table, I think we're going to finish out things with, again, Man City on top. I think Newcastle's going to continue with their momentum. Also, probably a little bit of my hopes and desires coming in at number two. Uh, and I think Arsenal is going to be in a, a bitter third for what they're capable of and, and what they've been doing. Um, yeah, I just it, it looks like they're starting to crumble, and I don't know if it's going to stop. So. Uh, outside of those, we've got some questions, but yeah, I'm, I'm taking those top three um, at the end of the year. Who's four or five? You want four or five? Um, you know, we'll go Man U, and then I, I like that Brighton. I, I, I agree with that. We throw Brighton at five. Taylor. Yeah. Um, real quickly, I'd say I think Man City is going to take it. I think. Arsenal's classically going to fall off, um, and they're not going to make it through. So I think Man City's going to take it. I think it'll be Man City, then Arsenal. Um, I think it's going to be a tight race between Newcastle and Man U for third. Um, But with so much going on with Man United, I'm going to say Newcastle's going to stick with third. Uh, Man U's going to be fourth. Fifth, I I could see that being either Liverpool or Brighton. Liverpool's been finally starting to get back on the winning ways. Um, but with these, with Brighton yeah. having three games in hand to Tottenham right now, um, and two to Liverpool, I'd say Brighton's going to take that fifth spot, and then Liverpool right after them. I'm just I hoping Tottenham think... can stick with it with and staying with Europa, but things yeah. are going right now. I don't know if they can even mm-hmm. hold in Europa. I think Arsenal going to lose to Man City. Uh, this week, but Man City gonna lose to Brighton later, and tie was Chelsea, and this will put everything back. Because <laughs> City, yes, it has the easier in comparison to Arsenal, but uh, City, it sometime that happened last season when they were competing with Liverpool. In the end, when they feel they are under under stress and under pressure. And don't forget, they still playing in the Champions League. They're playing their nemesis Real Madrid next the week after. So they their schedule is is easier, but they have a lot of high intense games because they also in the semifinal for FA Cup, and they're trying to get that triple. Uh, my hate to City. I hope they reach to the final for everything, and they lose it all. So they lose the three <laughs> things. That would be awesome to me. So I hope Arsenal, Man City. Uh, last week I was hoping to be, uh, sorry, my ba- my man, my baby has to put it. I put it. So I was saying Liverpool, but nah, nah. Liverpool, if we get fifth, it will be awesome. Uh, um. So I'm saying th- saying Arsenal, Man City, Newcastle. If United get their act together and they don't forget. The game in the middle of the game, what they were doing, what they did, couple of games <laughs> throughout the season, we can't get the third because Newcastle has couple of heavy games in the end, so this could uh, change the whole uh, dynamic. And I'm saying Liverpool. Uh, Brighton has actually heavier in comparison to Liverpool, who has a little bit intense, more intense team uh, games. I think Liverpool. Uh, I think Tottenham lost the desire and will to play. I think they are done. And I think I can see tomorrow was Harry Kane out of Tottenham too. I think mm-hmm. Harry Kane probably is going to leave Tottenham too. So, yeah. I am worried for you, Taylor. Oh, I, now, I've, you can, I've been you, seeing you, this you coming can, for a while. You can cheer for the the team that's been winning for years and has a it's has a dream theater and they have a dream field. Uh, they I actually was watching. I mean, technically, Tottenham we have a beautiful stadium. We just have no trophies to really put in there to showcase. Depends on if Kane wants his statue outside yeah, and it just has to grind or if he wants to go <laughs> win some stuff. I think he wants stuff. to win something. See where his heart is. 
Yeah. But speaking yeah. of winning, I'm curious, <laughs> now, Andy, do you think Man United can take the FA Cup against Man City? Yes. It's going to be a good final. Yes. Yes, because now they have the desire. And Ten Hag, uh, me and Noah talked mm. about that for a while. Ten Hag is not, uh, I, I wasn't a big fan of Ten Hag when he came to Manchester United, especially the first couple of games. Portsmouth game that mm-hmm. get me some anyway <laughs> and definitely losing to Liverpool was the biggest score in the world but Ten Hag the good thing about Ten Hag when he get his act together and has time to think about the game he has all the time of the world to think about the game he do well uh, hopefully by that time he has um, he gonna have uh, uh, all the injuries back like Varane uh, Rashford will be in top form. Yes, Rashford is back, but he need him in top form. He's gonna miss Martinez, but anyway, uh, Martinez. Uh, so yeah, I think I think I see future of City be- losing to United, and I will be the happiest human. I, I just want a disclaimer. Think- I hate Guardiola was all my life <laughs> because he pl- he played for Barcelona. I'm a Real Madrid fan, so. There is a lot of beef here, and yeah. he did that to Liverpool. My man over there in Liverpool, he need to win some stuff. Come on. I think that ten like previous managers we'd have, I would be super nervous and probably would say City's going to win. But Ten Hag, I think he's as intelligent as Guardiola is. He's just trying to get the club in his image, and Guardiola's club is just like completely made in his image this point so i think we've got i think we've got a good chance and more confident than i would be in any other um i don't mind guardiola so much he does seem uh, he wins a lot but he's classy i've like i used to hate him and then he's begrudgingly kind of won me over and there's a part of me that thinks if he just won the champions league would he finally leave (laughs) england and let other teams win and so maybe it's like Mm. a trade worth making but, but there's no guarantee, goes, so I, I have to really Probably PSG. Barcelona is, is not going to happen again because they don't have the money to get him. PSG, I mean, Messi is leaving. Mm-hmm. He either go to Saudi or coming to here. So, I mean, the men's national team is still looking for a coach. So, uh, <laughs> did you guys saw yes. that? Yeah, hey. Orlando City. Oh, boy. If Oscar oh. goes. We have the wolf <laughs> money, so we can't afford that. That's right. Anyway, so it was awesome. Actually, we, we had a longer episode. Sorry, guys, but this uh, we can't talk and talk and talk and talk for hours and hours, but it was awesome. Uh, thank you, guys. Um, we going to have uh, this episode, and hopefully we have more surprises. And as we say in the end, go city. <laughs> <laughs>